the Reset Rebel podcast with me, Joe Yule. And today's episode has been brewing for quite some time, so I can't wait to drag you deep into the girl cave and studio of today's guest, an Italian film composer, ambient artist, and music producer who is doing a gorgeous project that I've been dying to hear all about related to the Posidonia. But before we dive in, I am launching our next Reset Rebel retreat. And once again, we're keeping things a little bit cozy on this one with just four guests able to join us this time. The dates are the 9th to the 12th of September at a beautiful old agro-turismo close to the Campo in Portonach. And it's going to be a full moon lineup of action. Um, And that's all on our website. The link is in the show notes so you can see the full itinerary. But I can't wait to be back with you teaching yoga beats, my music-infused flow style of yoga, and taking you on some stunning hikes to get you back into nature and reconnect with the rugged and rather ragged roots that I have in mind. Um, And this time, we've actually got two nights out planned. So on the Saturday night, I'm taking you with me to the Suko Sessions, an electronic dance music meditation on the roof of Nobu Hotel, which I attended myself on full moon this week. And I've got to say, it was one of the most incredible things that I've done this year. I turned up like a full-on PMS monster and I left like I was wafting on a fluffy cloud. Um, so I can't wait to take you there with me. And then on Sunday night, we hit Los Aramarados or the Lover's Restaurant in Portonach for a final sundown dinner, which is really nothing short of spectacular. The food, the vibes and the people, they're always really, really special. And it's going to be a highlight of our retreat experience. So drop into the link on our show notes or follow us on at the reset rebel on instagram and you'll find the details there but first i'm taking you with me to the girl cave of today's guest coco franca villa don't go away so i've just walked into the studios of today's guest uh, which is going to be recorded at the ibiza bloom studio close to san miguel and i've seen these studios a thousand times on instagram with artists i know and love creating here so to finally make it out here myself feels a little bit special particularly for the project now i'm going to be sharing that with you through today's conversation because you may know that between ibiza and formentera lies the oldest organism in the world it's a living breathing thing and it's about eight kilometers long and it's said to be more than a hundred thousand years old no one knows its exact beginnings but that's roughly how old it's thought to be after some marine biologists and scientists went to analyze and spend some time with it in 2006 they were from the cisc and the university of the balearic island and also experts from america the caribbean and portugal So to know the Posidonia is a huge honour and to live up close and personal with it is beyond a dream because it's the network that keeps our beloved Balearic and Mediterranean Sea pristine and aqua like you see on the postcards and it physically inhales the pollution and exhales pure oxygen. It's nothing short of a miracle to have it in our immediate vicinity and marvel at the wonder of its incredible abilities to clean, 
clear and purify our waters. And so many people respect it, care for it and love it. But it's still under threat. And to raise awareness of it through a beautiful new idea... Today's guest is here with me, Coco Francavilla. Coco, welcome to today's episode and thank you so much for inviting me here to your studio. Thank you, Joy. It's a pleasure to meet you in person and to have you here in my studio and to share this with you. Thank you so much. I mean, obviously, I've been seeing um, mostly posts on Instagram about this project that I was just kind of trying to explain in the introduction. I'm really, really exciting that someone is going to be making an ambient album focusing on the Posidonia. It's a very, very sacred living, breathing organism. So, you know, it feels like it really does need that extra little bit of awareness, particularly in the summertime. Tell me, you know, first and foremost, I mean, you must be completely in love with the Beatha to want to make an album just about the Posidonia. Yeah, I would love to say that, you know, I'm from Italy and I spent all my summers um, in Sardinia, just by the Mediterranean Sea. And my father is from Puglia and I studied ancient Greek when I was in high school about the mythology around the Mediterranean Sea. So I have to say the Mediterranean Sea for me is something very familiar that I really is inside of me. I feel like it belonged to me since you know the beginning of time I I feel really connected and when I arrived in Ibiza I fell in love with with the island because it reminded me a lot from you know when I was a kid the smells the colors the the color of the water and um, so um, and and I and I found out about the Posidonia living here because I knew I mean is a is a is a very important underwater plant around the whole Mediterranean, but really living here and being in contact with the community here on the island that is beginning to, you know, to try to raise awareness about it, it really got me more um, inspired to start this project and being an ambient musician. And I always feel that ambient music is a very aquatic type of music is very liquid it's very connected to the sea because ambient music usually doesn't have beats you know it's all about evolving of sound of waves and it's kind of like this cycle music this returning pattern that then evolves all the time so I always felt this really strong connection between water and the sea and ambient music so it came very natural to me to say well wow, that would be amazing to do a project, a music project to raise awareness about Posidonia and eventually raise funds uh, for protecting Posidonia. And um, and then I had this idea to raise funds uh, to, to local NGOs that are really uh, active on, you know, raising awareness and protecting Posidonia. So what, what were you doing in Italy before you came here to, to feel, you know, you're obviously a person that's very connected to nature and that's, that's clear. Yes, but I've been, um, as I was mentioning to you when you entered the studio, um, I've been a very nomadic person. I, I lived in many places before arriving in Ibiza. Uh, well, I grew up in Italy, but I lived in London. I studied in London at Westminster University. I studied architecture there. Then I lived in New York. I lived in L.A. I lived in Berlin. I lived in Zurich. And I came to Ibiza very late, like for the first time, maybe like 15 years ago, 12 years ago. 
through music because there is a British artist called Skin from Skankanansi that I met while I was on tour and she fell in love with my music and she wanted me to produce a record so she invited me to Ibiza. I wonder if you think of me at all You used to play the same moves now But what a special moves for someone else I hope you're feeling happy now For me it was always connected to this extreme like you know, club music scene. So, I mean, I love club music. I lived in Berlin, and but for me, Bisa always was a bit too commercial in a way, too like mainstream. So I never really considered that. But um, when I came here to meet with Skin, um, I went to visit some friends that were living here in the north in Ibiza in a more kind of like alternative hippie community. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's like, so, you know, a lot of people really connected to nature, living very simple. And, you know, I really loved that. And I fell in love with that. And I started to get connected with this, um, you know, local community and starting to come here in the winter. And then finally, um, after several years of trying to make it work logistically with my family and my daughter and my partner, um, I, you know, I made it to to live here and to create my studio here because I had the studio before in Brooklyn, New York, in a very industrial building, super urban vibe. But I felt like when I arrived here and I had the opportunity to bring the studio here, it was kind of, oh my God, I'm home. You know, I feel at home after so many years of running around around the world and trying so many experiences. Like I felt, okay, this is my place. Wherever I'm gonna be, maybe some days I would need to move from my daughter's school or whatever. But like at the end, this is gonna be my home. And um, yeah, so it was kind of like a magic connection with the island. And it's been ever since. I mean, I feel very grateful to call Ibiza my home, you know, and the sea especially because uh, it just gives me a lot of um, peace and calmness and a lot of inspiration at the same time. And um, as I told you, it really brings me back to my childhood. So it's a very familiar feeling that I have when I'm when I'm here. I think that's a really beautiful story because, you know, I think as people that are not from here, you know, to actually pay homage to the surroundings and the nature and the things that bring us joy, but also brought us here. I mean, tourism is obviously, you know, what this island is, is born through, you know, that's the economic system that supports it. And ultimately that wouldn't be possible without the beauty, you know, the people, the reason, the number one reason I think that a lot of people do come here and discover Ibiza is because it's so beautiful. And I feel like particularly the Posidonia really is like the number one reason for that beauty. And it's it's really the thing that kind of, you know, supports that whole um, structure of tourism. And obviously we saw in the last few years that that wasn't really happening. So, you know, it is very, very important to preserve the island. And I think it's lovely that you've decided to come up with a project after probably a lot of other projects that you get presented with on a regular basis to actually put something back into the island and um, and actually support it through, through your work. Yeah, I think also because um, not only the Posidonium, but the island in general, you know, there are two aspects of the island. One is like the locals and the life here on the island in the winter. 
that is absolutely magic. I mean, it's my favorite time. I don't usually, to be honest, spend time in Ibiza in the summer. For me, it's too much. I feel a bit kind of invaded um, from, you know, so many tourists and also the heat. Um, so I understand people want to come here and it's beautiful that the island attracts so many people but also this brings a lot of problem you know because a lot of boats a lot of pollution a lot of um, disturbance of the sea and the ecosystem and the Posidonia and you know so as a local I really feel that I have to give something back to the island and I really do it this from my heart you know and and I would, and the, the project idea is also to share my love for the sea and for the islands with other artists that I admire deeply. That maybe they live, you know, in the States or in Berlin or in other countries. And, you know, I feel we are kind of a community, as every, I think, music community, you know, you have you know, the techno scene and the rock scene and everybody kind of know each other, you know, and the ambient music scene is a bit of a niche, you know, it's very small and, uh, you know, we are kind of connected. I really feel like I'm a part of a family in this uh, in this electronic scene that is not the, the club scene, but it's something more, I would say, underground in a way. Um, so uh, I... I I'm very excited that I can share this with artists that I that I that I like a lot and they're friends and they they're starting to come to the island to do this journey with me and it's it's very it's very special. Um, tell us tell us I mean I was reading the lineup of um, the artists that you've approached I don't know whether they've already agreed or they've already been here or how it all works but obviously Brian Eno was um, one of the artists that captured my interest when I was reading the list of the people that you've got lined up to play a part in the Posidonia project can you can you talk us through it yeah well the the list that you that you know is in the presentation it's not all artists that are actually confirmed their presence it's artists that I am approaching um, because you you know I realize also that after the pandemic um, he, now it's a very busy time artists are back on the on on the road and a lot of artists are really busy releasing new records and and on tour more than normal you know because they've been blocked for two years so I'm slowly approaching and reaching out to artists and of course I would love to have Brian you know, involved because I'm in touch with Earth Percent which is uh, the NGO that he founded and uh, I've been talking to them already and uh, you know we are really excited to make this collaboration with Earth Percent uh, which is an NGO that funded by Brian you know as I said but that is uh, basically as a goal to raise awareness in the music industry that you know every income that we make with the industry we can give back uh, this one percent uh, to be engaged in you know in uh, in donation and awareness about climate change it's a wonderful wonderful um initiative and i would love to you know be the posidonia project um you know in collaboration with the present so but if i can have brianina to be involved also in you know writing music for the project and coming here on the island 
um, and experiencing the Posidonia journey together would be amazing. Uh, but there are other artists that already are coming to the island. So recently uh, we had uh, here in my studio um, Rafael Antoni Risari. He's a New York-based uh, um, ambient artist, an amazing mastering engineer, and uh, one of my favorite artists really is like beautiful, beautiful, magic ambient music. And he's a really good friend. And he came here. Uh, Grand River also. She's half Italian, half from Holland. She's based in Berlin. She just left yesterday. She was here for a week. Um, and Sophie Birch. Uh, she's a Danish artist. Uh, because in my mind, I would love to create this community of artists that come from a bit all over the world. So kind of every country is represented. I mean, I don't know if I can do that, but, you know, I'm trying to also, you know, get involved with many international artists. So Kasuya Nagayo from Japan, he was also here. He's an amazing ambient artist that works with sound meditation and Buddhism and Tibetan balls. So the 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 whole idea is not only for uh, to have the artist to make music, but to really have the artist to make an experience and a journey here in Ibiza, because I think if you experience the island, and especially if you swim with the Posidonia, it's just another magic, you know, because you really get more inspired but you really know that you're part of a project and that becomes real because you live the experience. Um, so for example, with this, uh, with Sophie, Raf and Amy, the, they were here, um, I, we go on expedition. So we go for hikes in the rocks in the north of Ibiza, especially because now there's less people there. And, uh, and then we swim with the Posidonia, we take underwater pictures and, and the artist can really like dive and you know create this connection with the with the underwater plant and see her dancing because what is beautiful is really that Posidonia is not only a living organism that is responsible for you know many things in the Mediterranean Sea from you know um, absorbing CO2 and be the shelter for many species and protecting the uh, coastal erosion so uh, erosion so it's like it's so important for the ecosystem but it's also a, a beautiful living organism that when you when you see it and when you swim with it it looks like he's dancing and if you just put a you know like a video of the Posidonia with ambient music it just click immediately whatever ambient music you put in it it's just it's like that's ambient music is the soundtrack of the Posidonia dance this is how I feel <laughs> and when when I talk with the artists about it and then they experience it they say oh my god I saw her dancing I dance with the Posidonia this is just it's really magical the whole point is to engage the artists into this experience so they can come here we can do this expedition and then they make some recordings here in my studio and we also do field recordings of the sea of the journey of the you know of the ambient sounds that are here on the island so 
you know, Raf, for example, was recording the frogs that are on my pond all night. Or, you know, Sophie was recording the birds and Grand River was like walking on the Posidonia leaves and, you know, recording the sound that it makes when you walk on it. So uh, it's interesting how every artist approach the sound of the island in a different way. So the music is going to, that the artists are composing, including myself, we are going to use also these field recordings that we have been doing all together so it's really like a collective project um, and I think for the artist to experience that is also a way to kind of um, make a statement that to really make something uh, to change um, you know in the world we really have to engage locally you know we have to act local um, and to experience local and then act local you know I think um, local action is global change and this is like the main concept of the island I live here I'm in love with the sea here I'm in love with the Posidonia I want to give something back to the island I want to act local so once this project is going to be finished and um uh, it's going to be a series of um, music singles and a series and it's going to become a vinyl and it's going to become also a photo book that is going to tell the story of all these artists and beautiful poetic imageries of the artists swimming the Posidonia and then all the revenues of this project are going to go to a local NGO uh, which, with the help of the Ibiza Preservation that is helping us with this project, the funds are going to go to Velmari Association, which is a local NGO run by Mano San Felix, who is a, a National Geographic photographer and uh, a marine biologist and is one of the most um, expert uh, biologist about Posidonia and he's be they call it the Posidonia warrior <laughs> it's like he's very famous to be a, you know someone that is very engaged and very dedicated on protecting the Posidonia and he lives here in, in Ibiza and his association is in Formentera so you know all the funds that we're going to collect from this project are going to go to their association um, I would just like to add, because I was actually um, on the roof of Nobu last night for an electronic dance music meditation, which I've never done anything like it before. And it was absolutely incredible. But whilst I was gazing out across the sea in a kind of semi-trance, listening to this amazing soundtrack with headphones on, everyone's got headphones on. And I kind of looked over the edge and I can see there's like real pollution in the water of Talamanca right now and this is nothing new it's been going on for years and years and years but the Marias Foundation who are based in Mallorca also published the first chapter of this year's Balearic Sea report and there's also evidence to suggest that there's just you know another big threat to the Posidonia which you know we're already aware of but it really feels like right now that is a big barrier and something that maybe isn't being spoken about as one of the biggest threats to Posidonia currently which is as you pointed out very rightly this influx and invasion that happens every summer of the people one of the biggest problems with that is is the toxic waste. Yes, but I can. I mean, I was the other day uh, in Escavalle, which is one of the places in between Ibiza and Formentera where there's more, 
wears the biggest Posidonia meadows and probably the oldest. And it's strange because I was swimming there kind of far in the sea and the Posidonia was sad. I don't know how to explain that, but he was grey, he was not moving so much. And the day before I was here in the north in Moon Beach, which is very like without tourists, no pollution, very clear water and the Posidonia there is green and is long and is vibrant and is very has a very strong color and in Escavalier which is one of my favorite beach you know it's beautiful but you can really see that you know the the color is different and and so you know it's very obvious um, especially because in the summer also you know the water in general is less clean Uh, because of, of all of this sunscreen, you know, uh, that people use, which is absolutely a nightmare for the sea and all these boats and also the sound pollution in the sea is very strong. Um, so for me, another goal of this project is trying to reach as much more people as possible also to create awareness you know to tourists to use sunscreen that are not so harmful for the sea and uh, try to not use motorboats and be careful when they anchor the boats and and i think you know the topic is becoming bigger more people and more people are are getting you know um are getting awareness about this problem but that is just one of the million problems that we would need that we need to face about climate change um, but as I said for me it's important to act local so you know every little greener step that we can make locally is going to make a big difference uh, globally to make the world a better and um, you know more sustainable place Agreed, but I just think, yeah, this this situation in Talamanca is just really sad because it's been going on for, you know, years and years and years. And, you know, the last big thread that's on the internet, like the Ibiza Spotlight Forum, for example, is about from 2017 when there was a big, big problem there and the beaches were closed and they've been closed again recently. So I just think it's, you know, it just is time that Ibiza pumps its money back into the one place that really keeps tourism healthy, keeps the Posidonia healthy, which is the biggest carbon sink bigger than the Amazon forest that actually offsets climate change, offsets an obscene amount of flights that come into this island every summer. So I think it's just, you know, as you've just highlighted through all the beautiful things you've just said, it is just so intrinsic to our ability to remain, you know, um, alive. And and it has to stay alive because it's one of the biggest things that protects this this area, which is so, so special because of that enormous living organism which no other place in the world I mean even Australia doesn't even though it does have a kind of Posidonia it's not it's not as big as ours so it's something that really is worth fighting for yes totally uh, and then I think in general uh, I think the artist community has the responsibility to speak out and speak up um, about these issues so um, I think people follow more their favorite artists and the artist community than politicians or you know scientists and this is another really big tool that we as artists and you know musicians have you know that people get I mean I, I see it now I mean I'm not I don't have a huge following but I see that in my you know with my little 
kind of post that I that I'm doing about this project I'm receiving a lot of like you know oh, wow this is amazing oh I didn't know about that you know for me it's already enough you know that people you know uh, you know are, are they have more information about this topic and I think music always brings people together you know um, so it's gonna be a different way of bringing people dancing together instead of dancing on the dance floor in Amnesia we're gonna hopefully keep dancing with the Posidonia <laughs> I love that idea I love the idea I mean I I have obviously swum a lot close by the Posidonia but I don't think I've ever seen it dance I think I need to get some new goggles and um, go and have a look for myself I mean what you're talking about there this idea that musicians have a certain responsibility which I love and and when I was at the International Music Summit I interviewed Marina Ponti the UN director of the SDG campaign and and she said exactly that you know music is so powerful and there is so much opportunity and of course we all sit around kind of you know saying that dance music is is causing this damage to the islands it's bringing in these people but there's such an opportunity there and that's what Brian Eno talks about that is that we have um you know, it's not a climate crisis, it's a climate opportunity. It's, it's our chance to actually get off our asses and do something and, and work together to figure out this problem because it is solvable. And sitting around saying that it's not fixable is just depressing and demotivates everybody. So I think what you're doing, as I said, you know, is very positive, is very powerful and exactly what this island really needs. So I'm really excited. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I really hope that, you know, we can not only finish this project but um, bring at some point all the artists that are going to be involved in this project back to the island and make um, an ambient music festival and uh, hopefully by the nature and by the sea Uh, of course I would love to make as much as uh, effort I can to raise funds to you know to donate to Valmari Association but also for me as I said it's important that you know the community get together also because um, the music industry should um, should really as you said take this opportunity to be more sustainable I think we have a long way to go um, especially in the electronic music scene I mean in every genre of course but you know all these big festivals with a lot of people and you know with a lot of transportation issues and you know all these DJs flying from one place to the other and you know it's like if we change that from the inside so if the music industry changed from the inside it becomes a more sustainable industry um, I think it would make a great impact because then there's a big audience like you know all these teachers that have millions of followers you know so it would be amazing that you know there's more awareness about sustainability um, in the industry in general and it's coming I, you know it's already you know changing a lot um, we just have to <laughs> keep keep doing it and, and you know and keep uh, trying to yeah to be more sustainable as possible. I really love um, some of the ambient music that gets played on Open Lab, and I and I really love some of the artists and the DJs and the presenters that have shows 
on that particular network and I'm sure you know once you've got um you know your material together for the project that they would definitely be interested in in supporting you they actually proposed me to do a show um an ambient show and in open lab and so I'm discussing with them how to start that and also because I think um in Ibiza there would be great it would be great if there would be more attention to ambient music because it's just such a electronic music happy pizza but everything is focused on techno and, and club music which is great because it's what people want to go party and have fun and you know experience this collective you know journey in the on the dance floor which is amazing um, but i think there's not electronic music it's not only club music you know there's uh, ambient music especially now especially after the pandemic uh, there's you know it's growing bigger and you know it gives uh, also the audience it's much bigger now so you know it would be great if Ibiza would come up uh, you know a hub also for ambient music because it's the perfect place with such a beautiful nature and the sea and as I said this relationship that ambient has with water and it would be great so I really I'm look, really looking forward and try to make you know you know whatever I can to try to you know bring a bit more attention to this genre on the island because at the end Ibiza is a music place so there should be space also for this you know for this genre a bit more yeah I think that's yeah for me feels like you know that's what Open Lab was really based on when Robert Miles was obviously still alive bless his soul and I think that was a very positive thing that they you know he did do when he started that radio station was to put his flag in the sand and and try and create a radio station that was different to what everybody else was playing because he saw that you know obviously that music was very important to the island and those sunset sessions and you know soundtracking the different elements and times of day which I think is something that nobody else has ever really done away from the live scene of like Costa La Torre or Cafe Mambo at Sunset or whatever of course those things exist but I think to have created like a you know a platform for soundscaping the nature I mean I'm driving around the island listening to the soundtrack that had been selected for a certain time of day and it's like it's so perfect and I think that was his idea and I really feel that that was you know a gorgeous idea and I think you know I never really got into ambient music in my life until I you know headed to that platform and I and I love it so how did you get into creating ambient music um it's a good question I mean I have a classical background I studied uh, classical guitar conservatory music but uh, at a very early age I went to punk rock so I used to have a punk rock band playing electrical guitar and then um I met Tricky from Massive Attack I stand firm for a soil Liquor I come for To play in Rome And I gave him a demo Actually I didn't meet Tricky I gave him a demo I gave the demo to his drummer And Tricky called me the day after On my phone He was like Who's the singer? I wanna, I wanna make music with you Come, come uh, on tour with me So when I was pretty young I started this this really crazy journey with Tricky touring around the world and working with him and he was one of my idols you know because I really like I mean even though I was coming from the 
more punk rock scene. I really loved uh, all this like trip hop and you know early 90s uh, British scene from Bristol. Oh, it was quite a quite an experience. And uh, but when I met Ricky, I was already making electronic music, um, and I lived in London also. So I experienced all that beginning of you know Afex Twin and Warp Records and um, Ninja Tune, and and I was really fascinated. And I kind of brought my punk rock attitude and my minimalism that I had from my attraction to Indian music and mantras and yoga and all of that. So I had all these like two really extreme, you know, from punk rock to meditation music. But at the end, uh, somehow, and I also realized lately, talking with other ambient artists, many ambient artists have this background mm. of, of being a, a punk rock artist because at the end it's very minimal. It's very, um, it's a very instinct music. Um, and through the years, I, I really kind of get closer and closer to ambient music, um, especially moving to Ibiza. I got really close to sound healing practices and uh, I make binaural beat performances with modular synthesis. And so I got really also inspired by the island and also be a film composer most of the time is really connected to a wave of ambient music because in uh, in you know while scoring films and documentaries or series uh, most of the time uh, we cannot use big drum production unless you do a trailers i mean i also make trailer music i did for example the trailer music campaign for blade runner a couple of years ago uh, but you know in scoring you know drums are not really they're not used so much you know it's more like soundscapes and you know background uh, sound design so yeah I mean if I have to make music for myself it's really hard that you that you that there's drum machines or drums you know but the rhythm of ambient music is made by other things it's not made by a kick and snare it's made up by the pulsation of the music and by the modulation of the repetitive patterns and that's what creates the rhythms you know it's like when you sing um you know there's no beat but there's a repetition that creates this pulsing um kind of hypnotic uh, movement and that's the beat of ambient music really uh, and it's very fascinating for me because it's very um it's very connected also to uh, kind of a uh, state of mind uh, uh, change, you know, like with ambient music, it's really easy to get into a kind of into a meditative state. I think that wasn't that the name of Robert Miles's show, Hypnotic. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm 99% sure. I think you, you're almost hypnotizing me with your voice there. You speak so quietly and gently, and your, your accent is beautiful. You were saying that, you know, punk music. Um, ambient musicians generally tend to come from this kind of punky background like why do you think that is 
Be- I think because he has a, an underground approach, like punk rock music, especially the one of you know the late 80s. Um, you know, it was really raw and pure and kind of political also. You know, I grew up with Fugazi and Discord music and Minor Threat. And that was, that's where my straight edge come from. You know, I don't do drugs, I don't drink alcohol. I've been straight edge basically all my life. I'm vegetarian and it came from that, you know. Um, I was just a teenager listening to Fugazi and that was the thing, you know. Um, so already there, I think there's a big connectivity between like being underground, be kind of against the system, be not commercial, um, be minimal, because punk rock is usually one or two chords. Ambient music is one note usually <laughs> that goes infinite. So it's more like this hypnotic, repetitive, minimal um, way of, I would say, way of thinking also. Like punk rock is an attitude, ambient it's also an attitude like techno, you know, and in a way there's a lot of similarities, I think, also between techno music and ambient music. That's interesting because Brian Eno is probably like the most, I mean, if I tried to think about who were famous ambient artist is, he's definitely the one that springs to mind. So to see him, you know, on your lineup of artists for the project was nothing short of mind blowing. And I really hope that you land him. You'll have to come back and uh, tell us if Earth Percent say yes, because that's who I was working with at the IMS as well. And, you know, such a great idea. This is such a beautiful concept. And I, I know that, you know, everyone I know will buy buy a copy of it and would love to hear it. So thank you so, so much for making time to invite me into your beautiful studio thank you so much it was a pleasure and looking forward to you know share more about this magic journey yeah thank you Every day.